Welcome to Managed Carecast, a podcast from the American Journal of Managed Care. With the cost of healthcare rising, consumers are being asked to shoulder more of the financial burden and make more cost-conscious decisions regarding their healthcare. One method to do this is through the use of consumer-directed health plans, which are high-deductible health plans coupled with a health savings account or a health reimbursement arrangement. I'm Laura Jost, Managing Editor of the American Journal of Managed Care, and today I'll be speaking with Dr. Nirar Sood about consumer-directed health plans and the impact they can have on consumers. Dr. Nira Sood co-authored a paper in the April issue of the American Journal of Managed Care evaluating the impact of enrollment in consumer-directed health plans on financial burden associated with healthcare utilization. Dr. Sood is a professor of the University of Southern California Seoul Price School of Public Policy, as well as faculty at the Leonard D. Schaefer Center for Health Policy and Economics. Thank you for joining me today, Dr. Sood. Thank you, Laura. So let's just get a little bit of background about consumer-directed health plans. Your paper notes that the proportion of workers with employer-sponsored insurance who are in consumer-directed health plans rose from 4% in 2006 to 29% in 2016. So what is the appeal of these plans? Why the increase in popularity of them? So I think there are two factors uh, that play into the popularity of these plans. The first is that employers were seeing dramatic increases in healthcare costs during the last decade, and they wanted some way of controlling these costs, and high-deductible health plans or consumer-directed health plans offered uh, a possible strategy for controlling healthcare costs for employers. Uh, The second thing was employers wanted to control these healthcare costs in smart ways. And that's why consumer-directed plans had appeal because they promise to engage consumers in making smarter healthcare decisions and or more value-based healthcare decisions and thereby reducing healthcare costs. So it was kind of this combined appeal that we can reduce healthcare costs at the employer level and we can do this in smart ways Uh, That made these plans uh, very popular. And as you said, their enrollment has grown like more than sevenfold in the last decade. So there have been studies already on the downsides of consumer-directed health plans, things like how enrollees have difficulty accessing care, as well as having higher medical bills. Run me through what your paper in the April issue of AJMC was looking at and how this research differs from previous research on these health plans. The basic question we were trying to answer was, so some of my prior research shows that these plans save healthcare costs for the employer. And we wanted to kind of now look at the flip side of this and say, what is the impact on employees and what is the impact on, you know, their out-of-pocket costs or their financial burden? So what we did was we had access to unique data where we could look at the healthcare bills of employees, and as well as we had data on their income as an education. And we could follow these employees over three years, so we could look at what happens to their out-of-pocket costs as they transition to a high-deductible plan or as they transition to a consumer-directed plan. What prior research had done was basically just cross-sectional, so they couldn't follow individuals over time, 
just at a point in time, they could they could look at you know medical bills or healthcare costs for people enrolled in different plans. But since kind of allocation of people to plans is not random, uh, it was unclear whether the high medical bills were because of the plan or because of other issues. For example, if you are struggling financially, you might want to enroll in a high deductible plan because you think the premiums are lower. And then we find this positive correlation that people who are struggling financially enroll in these high deductible plans. That doesn't mean that these high deductible plans led to the financial troubles. It might be that people who had financial troubles decided to enroll in these cheaper plans. So our study kind of addresses that concern because we can follow individuals over time. And so as you were following these individuals, what were some of these key takeaways um, that you were finding about being enrolled in a consumer-directed health plan? So one of the key takeaways was, first, we, tr- we came up with the measure of excessive financial burden of care, which we basically defined as, based on the prior literature, that if you're spending more than 3% of your income out of pocket on health care, that means you have an excessive financial burden of healthcare. So what we found is that when individuals enroll in these plans, the excessive burden of financial care increases significantly. For example, the percentage of uh, CDHP enrollees having excessive financial burden increased from 9.7% in the year when they were not enrolled in a CDHP to about 16% when they were enrolled in a CDHP. So, you know, that's about a six percentage point increase in excessive financial burden. We find much larger effects when we look at either a population that is lower income or a population that suffers from a chronic illness. So, for example, we find that among the lower income population, the increase in financial burden is about 33% of the lower-income population experience excessive financial burden prior to CDHP enrollment. And when they enrolled in CDHP, nearly half of them were experiencing excessive financial burden. Similarly, when you look at the chronically ill, about a quarter of the chronically ill experience financial burden, excessive financial burden prior to CDHP enrollment. And this increased to about 34% of them increased, you know, experiencing excessive financial burden after CDHP enrollment. So the bottom line is these plans are increasing healthcare costs or, or excessive healthcare costs for lower income population and the chronically ill population. So now you need to kind of balance the lower premiums that these plans have and uh, significant savings for employers that these plans provide uh, with the excessive financial burden that these consumers are facing. And if being enrolled in these plans can have such potential consequences, why are people continually enrolling in them? Is it because uh, financially they think it'll be better for them? Do they not always have alternatives to choose from? Do they just not understand what the impact can be? So I think I think the answer is all of the above. So there has been this move among employers to restrict choice for their employees and only offer high deductible health plans and nothing else. So there basically the employee has no choice 
and they just need to enroll in one of these plans. Uh, the second reason is that there is a lot of research to show that health insurance literacy among uh, employees is very poor. So they basically, a lot of employees don't really understand what is a deductible, what is a premium, what is a coinsurance, or what is a copay. They don't kind of delve into the details of their health insurance plan. The thing they focus the most on is premiums. And because that's easy to understand, that's what you pay monthly for your health insurance. And so employees tend to focus on premiums which means they might be making inoptimal choices. So they don't really understand what the consequences of enrolling in a high deductible plan might be. And the third thing is, for some employees, these plans make perfect sense. So if you are really very healthy and you don't expect a lot of out-of-pocket costs, then the premium savings outweigh the potential risk of having high, you know, high uh, out-of-pocket costs. So for someone who's, you know, running five miles a day, is in perfect health, it might make sense for them to just enroll in these plans and save, uh, you know, the about $300 in premiums a year. Uh, so I think those are the three reasons why uh, these plans have been popular. And then kind of looping back to um, what we were talking about at the beginning, beyond the impact on consumers, are consumer-directed health plans actually bending the cost curve as hoped? Are they controlling costs? So they, they are bending the cost curve. So we, we did a study where we kind of followed uh, or looked at the experience of employers, about 54 large employers who offered high deductible health plans. And we find that on average, when individuals enroll in high deductible health plans, they reduce total healthcare costs by about 20%. We've also done research to kind of, to answer the second question, which is, are they reducing these costs in smart ways? And there, basically what we find is very little evidence that people are making smarter decisions. So for example, we didn't find, even though we find reduction in overall costs, we don't find reductions in low-value care. Similarly, we don't find increases in high-value care like use of preventive services. And what we find is sometimes, you know, chronically ill patients, instead of kind of, say, switching to a generic drug, what they do is just stop taking their drugs, you know, altogether. So the evidence kind of suggests that consumers are reducing healthcare costs when they enroll in these plans, but they're not doing it in smart ways. So if these health plans are like sort of working as intended, you know, does that mean that's fine, they're just here to stay? Or does that mean we'll be looking for ways to tweak them? And are there other options being considered so that we're not getting some of the negative consequences? You know, I, what I would say is that consumer-directed health plans or high-deductible health plans are a blunt instrument for reducing healthcare costs because they do reduce healthcare costs, but they don't do it in smart ways. So now there are some new benefit designs which are trying to reduce healthcare, co healthcare costs in smarter ways. So I think these plans, you know, going into the future, these plans will be tweaked uh, uh, to kind of focus more on value rather than just on cost reductions. And then what future research do you think is needed that can kind of build off the findings of your paper? 
So I think there are two avenues for future research. One is that there is still very little research to show what impact these plants have on health. We have a lot of research to show what impact these plants have on healthcare utilization. But to really kind of figure out are these plants good or not, we need direct evidence on what happens to consumer health. So I think that's an avenue for research. And I think the second one is what you suggested, that how can we tweak the benefit design so that consumers make value-based decisions? So we know that these plans reduce healthcare costs, but how do we tweak the design of these plans so that people are saving healthcare costs by reducing wasteful expenditures and not just by indiscriminate cuts in healthcare costs. Well, thank you very much for your time today, Dr. Sood. Thank you, Laura, and thank you for the interest in our work and publishing it in AJMC. To read Dr. Sood's research, visit the April issue of the American Journal of Managed Care at AJMC.com or see the show notes.